I thought he was going to give us some nice big uh, secret. <laughs> if I had it, I wouldn't give it to you. Ah, <laughs> oh, Joe, come on. That's why we have you on here. We want to win, too. It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. Welcome back to Class Racing Today, classracingtoday.com. On the social medias, Class Racing Today, all across them all, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, this episode brought to you by Midwest Class Racers. Uh, coming up July 17 and 18 in Brainerd International Raceway, the 8th annual Paul Bunyan Classic by Line Performance is going to be there. Brian, you're going to be there, aren't you? I am going to be there. Sweet. Bobby, you're a changed man. Fully changed. Absolutely. How are you today? I am doing excellent. Welcome to Thank the very much. welcome to the married club. I know. I never thought you know. I never thought that would happen to me. At least not until the age of forty. <laughs> and here I beat it by a couple of years. You know, I know Bobby loves his movie references. The movie Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? What do they call it? He's now a you're a bona fide adult now that you're married. <laughs> yeah. How's the Mrs. Fazio? She cry oh, herself? Was she crying a lot now? Or never been happier. She is all smiles. I just you know, <laughs> glowing. No, that's you. I'm asking about her. Do her tears <laughs> wake you up in the morning? Or oh, it's just been. It's really, actually, absolutely no difference at all. <laughs> well, geez. Just now, I have a ring on my finger, and spent a lot of money. So, Other than that. You know, do, do you no want, difference at all? Do you want to cut that piece out of the podcast now, <laughs> in oh. case she listens? <laughs> no, we're gonna play this every reunion. Right. Well, what's going on in the race world? Well, we had a divisional last week. Well, we had a national event two weeks ago in Norwalk, Ohio, which is the track owned by Bill Bader, who was a guest of ours yeah. back in late December. And that national event was followed up with his, um, well, the Lucas Oil Drive Racing Series Division Three event. But um, Bill Bader takes that to a whole new level. He calls it a cavalcade of stars. He really packs the house when he has the divisional, whereas most tracks can't fill any seats. He he really sometimes he gets a bigger crowd than he gets at the national event. So that was uh, that was all that really went on in the racing world in our racing world for the last uh, two weeks. Uh, this weekend coming up, there's a Division Six race in Woodburn, Oregon. But the following weekend, July 15th to the 18th, there's an awful lot of racing going on. As, as we said, Brian's um, going to attend the uh, Paul Bunyan Classic by Line Performance. That's in Brainerd. There's a JEG Sports Nationals in Hebron, Ohio, July 15th to the 16th. There's a Division Three race that follows that immediately on July 17th and 18th in Hebron, Ohio. So that's a two-for-one weekend deal. And then in Sonoma, California, there's two Division Seven divisionals back to back from the 15th to the 18th. So another two for one weekend deal, which is good for Division Seven because they have to travel really far. And there is also a national event in Colorado, Morrison, Colorado, Bandemir Speedway, uh, July 16th to the 18th. So a lot of racing going on next weekend. So Brian, as we said, you're going to Brainerd. I'm happy to see you running your first national event, and. Uh, I, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I know you've probably been conditioned to think that it's not a very enjoyable experience, but I don't know. To me, if I could just run nationals all year, that would, that would be all I could do. If I could just travel and run national events all year, like the, uh, like the, I don't know, like Randy Lynn Ship used to do, that would that would be my speed. I would just enjoy doing that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
I'm cautiously optimistic that it'll be fun. I, uh, you look at the entry list and you're like, yuck, but you know what? It's an experience and I'll either be hooked or I'll just stay doing what we're doing. Well, you might be in the clear. I mean, I know there's, as you said, like, I don't know, out of the probably 60 or 70 car quota, there's like 10, what, A cars, about nine B cars, maybe eight C cars. So you're just, you're just in dangerous territory, (laughs) but, but our guest today who wins an awful lot might not be there. So at least you got that looking, you know, to look forward to. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about anybody else, I guess. I, uh, we'll see how the car works. I'm making some changes. We're going to, we're going to thrash on her pretty hard next weekend and see if we're making progress. And if not, I may have another plan up my sleeve. Oh boy. He's already a thinker. Might just park the Camaro for a weekend and try a different ride. Ooh, a nice U stock automatic, uh, Chevy Chevette. <laughs> uh, significantly slower, but not quite that slow. Okay. Well, I'm anxious. Now I'm going to have to pick your brain after <laughs> after this episode. You are going to get 100 texts and questions from me. That's all right. Open. right. I'm open to all donations. <laughs> <laughs> well, for everybody listening, we had a chance to... We spoke earlier with a well-respected racer, a gentleman who wins an awful lot. He's got 17 uh, national event wallies under his belt, and he was just a recent runner-up in Superstock at the Norwalk Divisional event, the Cavalcade of Stars. He runnered up to Kent Hanley, who was a, uh, a guest of ours not too long ago. So we had a chance to speak with Mr. Joe Santangelo. Joe Santangelo, say hello. What's going on? Hello, what's going on? How are we doing, boys? Thanks for having Brian, me on. What's going on with you? <laughs> Brian, what's going on in South Dakota? Oh, we're just getting ready. Um, I want to know, is Joe coming to Brainerd? I'd like to. I've uh, been there once. Uh, cool track. Cool part of the world. And uh, there's an awesome golf course right down the street from the track, which uh, ma- <laughs> makes it a little more appealing to me. But a cool place. I'd like to come up there this, this year again. Uh, two races for one. You got the points meet. I think it's, it's either Thursday or Friday or Wednesday and Thursday for the Lucas Oil race, followed by the Nationals. So uh, two for one with the travel bill there. So it makes it even more appealing. So we'll see. And yet another reason why I should plan on not going. Um, I'm ready. We're making preparations. It'll be my first national event. So I'm kind of excited about it until I saw there's like nine A cars and six B cars. So I don't like the odds of what. I'm not a statistician like Bobby, but one-third one of the cars in the whole quota will be heads-ups for me. You can dodge. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of that, Brian. Don't worry. Just, uh, you know, buy my ladder software. You'll be fine. This is the most fun I've had preparing, though, because I'm eating, like, ice cream and cupcakes. I think I might try to go down a level, so i got to get fattened up. <laughs> Do it up. Keep eating that. That's what I've been eating for the last two weeks anyway. I don't have to be in shape anymore. I'm good to go. So do you always take both cars, Joe? Uh, Typically, yep. Um, You know, I try to. You know, I try to get the most bang for my buck, so to speak. So um, lucky I can can do it, and I have uh, two cars available. So 
I try to. Now you're saying there's there's some pretty cool things about your GT combination that you can run a lot of different classes. Yeah, my uh, father picked that combo, uh, you know, many years ago, 327, 250, 270. And um, I, I can run uh, I can run anywhere from GTI automatic to um, up into uh, GT, GTL automatic. I can run a Holly, I can run a Quadrajet, 4GC, a Rochester, and uh, I can even run an AFB, but I, I don't know much about those. So it's cool. Uh, you go to certain races where there's insanely fast cars. You know, I, I have the option to uh, move around a little bit to uh, avoid those rocket ships, so to speak. So, so it's more hiding it's than hunting. Uh, with that combination, yeah, I mean, for my combination, it's, it's probably one of the faster ones out there. I'm sure there are guys who have faster, faster ones than me, but it's pretty good. But I can't compete with the uh, those fuel injected combinations. You know, they, they haven't been around that long. Um, you know they do get horsepower every now and then, but right now they're you know they have you know extreme advantage over me. So definitely not saying it's unfair, but it's just you know the way it is, the way the game works. And right now, mine my combination compared to theirs is it's really not not much competition. So yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it's more more hiding than hunting. Well, I think that's kind yeah. of the that's kind of the magic behind the sauce, isn't it? No one trying to pick where you want to be, and I mean you're trying to just. Obviously, somebody that's won as much as you, it's setting up the odds so they're in your favor. Like, that's where I'm looking at going into Brainerd. Do I want to go against nine A cars or six B cars? Well, you know, you can do ladder games and you can only dodge so much. Or, you know, is there a different class you can run in that gives you more of a statistical advantage of going more rounds? Yeah, it's tough to make that choice. I, I have to do it all the time. It's do you do uh, rather stressful. Do you do, do you do it the day before, or do you kind of have a game plan going in? The day before, it's like the minute before. <laughs> I want <laughs> want all the last second information before I make a decision uh, like that. And even when you do, you could get all the information you want, have all the latest, you know, latest info, and uh, it, it still might not work out in your favor, man. You just gotta make a logical decision and and live with it. So, if I had any advice to you, that's about it so are you completely changing right before you go up or are you leaving the car the same and just worrying about if there's a heads up dumping weight no i mean you got to make the car legal um there are times in the past I, I ran way too heavy and then third round a tech guy comes by and says hey you're too heavy to be in this this class and and uh you know i've had to take like 50 pounds out of my car to get below the, the maximum and uh you know, so from you know lately, I've always you know got it close really to start. To, uh, what's that? Got it close right off the bat, and got all your suspension yeah. set up so the car would repeat. Yeah, yeah, like uh, A and B, I keep it you know very heavy for for, for B, and uh, a few times I got to run A. It's 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 usually a pretty pretty big change to uh, to get that done. That's all part of the magic of stock super stock racing. Oh yeah. Well, Joe, let's stay on the Superstock car for a minute. Who builds the uh, engines for you guys? I'd say Brian Tober did all the uh, machine work for it, and uh, my father and I assemble it once we get all the all the parts back from Brian. He, he, he's assembled it one time in the past, so 15 years have been going to him. There was one time he wanted to put it together. I forgot the reason, but um, other than that, my father and I assemble it you know, in our garage um, after Brian does all the machine work every year. 
Uh, every year, every other year, depending on how many runs we have on it. Yeah, now Tilburg, outstanding, I mean, famous engine builder. He builds a lot of guy's stuff, and he's fast. But your father is, I mean, your your dad's a legend in the sport. He used to run Comp Eliminator. So I'm guessing he got you into racing. Um, he got you into junior dragsters at an early age. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My dad raced uh, the time he was a teenager till uh, let's say, 89, 89 or 90. And at that time, I was about, about eight years old and started playing sports. And uh, pretty much year year round playing sports, and he was a coach of, you know, several of those teams, and played a lot of sports up until well, I, I always I always played up until uh, college, but um, started racing with junior dragster about age twelve or thirteen, and uh, hit it pretty hard from uh, from then until uh, you know I couldn't do it anymore. I'm, I think that's seventeen years old, so I had a good time doing that, and my father and my grandmother go to all the races together and. Had a had such a great time, and uh, you know, as much as I wanted to race a full size car, when I was doing that, it was it was tough when it was over. I'd do it again if I if I could. <laughs> These cars are so simple, and it was just just a lot of fun. And uh, it's cool that uh, it's still it's still going strong at Junior Drag Racing League. Yeah, that's right. And you won a lot in Junior Drag Racing. Which uh, what sports did you play growing up? Just about everything. I think uh, I was. I was probably a better baseball player than anything else, but uh, I played basketball, football, ran track, uh, played soccer a little bit when I was younger, but, you know, baseball, basketball, and football took up, you know, pretty much the rest of the seasons. And then uh, martial arts toward the end of high school time. And, you know, I'm still uh, not much of a sports nut as I used to be. I, I got involved in, I pretty much watch, uh, watch fighting a lot now, boxing, fighting, and, uh, it just kind of makes baseball and basketball and football a little less interesting, but uh, I don't know how, how else to say that, but, um, you know, stayed busy when I was young and started racing junior dragster and, uh, had a blast doing it. So if you were into fighting, you probably had your eyes on the Cummins Phillips battle that was going to happen in Atlanta. Cummins Phillips battle. Oh, <laughs> Slate and, and Cody. Uh, Trying to remember how, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to think how that. Uh, I don't know how that started, to be honest. Yeah. Let's talk about the stalker now. It's owned by Anthony Bertozzi. It's a B stock automatic, 69 Camaro. The thing does giant wheelies out to the 300 foot mark if you wanted to. Um, you've had a lot of success in that car. When did when did that start? When did you start driving that car? How'd you get hooked up with Bertozzi? Uh, first time I drove it was 2011. Anyway, I didn't have a car to race, and I was out there for the national event, and I ran into Anthony um, while we were handing in our tech cars, and I said I didn't have a car to race the next weekend, and he said, I don't know, I'll talk to you later. And then later on the weekend, he said I could uh, race that car for him. And I did uh, the next week. It worked out well, and raced a few times between then and uh, just a few years ago. And then, um, you know, I, I pretty much keep the car with me uh, ever since uh, around 2016. That's a obviously a very fun car to drive. It's fun to watch and everything about it's awesome. I wish I wish I get, get my head out of my butt a little more often. It, a guy like Peter Biano was driving that car. He would have five times as many wins. I've uh, blown a lot of opportunities the last couple of years, but I've had some success too. I know, but uh, the, the car doesn't, doesn't let me down too often. It's a super good car. It's a <laughs> very predictable car. And, and uh, and try to keep try to keep doing well with it. 
What do you think the factors in that? Is it's jumping from super stock to stock, button, foot brake? Is there, where do you, can you put your finger on something that makes it a little more challenging? Uh, well, it's, it's tough to win now. I mean, it's getting tougher and tougher to win. Uh, um, I could give you some wild reason, but I'd say mostly lack of focus. Uh, you got to focus quite, quite hard to do well nowadays. Everything is better. I mean, than it was 10 or 20 years ago. Parts are better. People are smarter, you know, the way parts are, everything's more efficient and cars are more repeatable. People know how to read a weather station. You can go online and learn how to freaking bracket race now. And um, so it's just tough to win, but you know, you gotta stay focused to, uh, to get the job done. And uh, I need to be a little better at it. So no, see what happens in the near future. It seems like you're always pretty solid on the tree like what are your what's your regiment there like are you a practice guy or you hit it before you pull up i mean what's the secret behind that sauce well, i don't think there's much of a secret man I, I i do it once in a while not like i used to but uh, i'll hit a practice tree from time to time um maybe if i'm struggling i'll do it a little bit a little bit more but there's no uh i don't have a secret <laughs> to give you now, John, stock, you're usually, you, you chase people more often. And super stock, uh, you're about, what, a 10, a 10, mid 10 second player in there or low 10 second player in there. So you're probably getting chased a little bit more than you used to in super stock. So which, I mean, a stock a little bit, you know, do you prefer that chasing people down in your, in your 69th marrow? I don't know. I've always, uh, not that I've wondered this, but uh, I don't know. I, I've done a I've done a good job being slower. I've done a good job being faster. <laughs> I've done a really bad job being faster. I've done a really bad job being slower many times. So uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how to choose you know, which one I'd rather do more. Um, you know, like I said, I, I've failed and succeeded doing both many times. So, um, you know, I, I guess it's nice to see the race in front of you, ch chasing a guy down. But at the same time, there's there's advantages being the, the slower car too. So, like I said, I, I I can't I can't choose. I don't know I don't know what's what's better or easier. It is what it is. They're all challenges, and you gotta figure out how to solve solve the problem when the time when the time comes. So I feel like it's easier to stick to the plan when you're the slow car. You know, like you're just looking the line. It's you, and I don't know. I just feel like I have formulate my plan before I go up, take off, and it's. It's there. I know what I'm going to do. I just have to do what I know I need to do. Where I feel like when you're a faster car, the whole thing changes more. Like you're watching, you have more time to change your mind. And I hate that. Sure. The challenges are different for everybody. That, that doesn't make sense though. The so wheels were turning. Man. He was, he was thinking, Joe was thinking. I mean, he was, he was putting that into perspective there for a second. I thought he was going to give us some nice big uh, secret. <laughs> If I had it, I wouldn't give it to you. Ah, <laughs> oh, Joe, come on. That's why we have you on here. We want to win, too. Same here, man. I'm trying to learn myself. All right, Joe, who who builds the – is Tilburg building the engines for the 69 also? Yes. Yeah, I think Anthony's been with him for the stocker engine for, uh, say, close to 10 years. And Brian's got a pretty pretty good handle on the, you know, those big block, big block engines. So I'm sure we'll keep going to him for a while. So at the end of the season, Joe, you, you give Bertozzi, um, does he take the car for like the winter time and, and do his round of maintenance to it? And does he take care of the engine being transported to the 
Hilberg, or do you guys just you guys just hold the cars all the time and just like call Bertozzi up if something major needs to be done or something like that? How's it work? No, my my dad and I pretty much handle everything. Um, it stays at my house or in our uh, our warehouse we have uh, in Connecticut where one of our businesses is. Um, you know, we we pretty much handled handled all the cars been in my pretty much my possession for the last couple of years and. Anthony's got a, Anthony has a huge race shop down near his house and uh, it's got race cars and boats and, you know, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if there's a parking spot for it at the moment. So we, uh, we just, we keep the car, you know, in uh, Connecticut where, uh, wherever we can. What What is your business or what is your career? What is your field? I'm a, I've, I'm a union millerize. I service turbines and generators all around the country, but uh, I bought a vending company. Uh, 2015 and uh, my dad and my uncle pretty much handled all the day-to-day stuff and when i'm home from work I'll, I'll help out a little bit but it's it's, it's my dad and my uncle that uh handle all that nice what do you run for transmissions i've had different ones over the years uh, i've had three speeds and power glides and um switch it up switch it up fairly often depending on what what's going on but i've used ati stuff i've used uh you know Pro trans, I've had uh, all different things over the years, so still trying to find that that perfect combo. Well, you're almost there. I mean, you were, like we said, 17 Wallies and a runner-up finish this past week in Norwalk to Kent Hanley, who was another outstanding uh, Division One, Division Two transplant. Uh, so, Joe, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And Kent's doing a great job too. Kent's a Kent's a real good guy. We you know, both Connecticut, Connecticut dudes, and uh, he's been racing a long time. Always done well, and nice to see him do well. Not when, it, not when he's in the other lane, but you know, nice to see him do well. <laughs> Did a good job. Did a good job last uh, couple weekends, and uh, I haven't looked at points since uh, several weeks ago. I, you know, I, I knew Kent did well at uh, Atlanta, and now he just had two more late round, late round races. So, I'm sure, Kent's, Kent's doing pretty well. It's you know, nice to see him. Well, nice to see him do well. Funny you should mention that because we did post the points up today on the Facebook page, and I have them right in front of me. So the top five in Superstock are Anthony Bertozzi with 485, Greg Stanfield, 447, Brett Candide, 405, Marion Stevenson, 358, Anthony Bongiovanni, 357. Kent Hanley is in sixth with 353, and then Joe, you are in ninth at 323. You've only got two nationals and two divisionals according to the latest uh, results. So you still have a ways to go. Uh, some of the other guys might be getting approaching some of their maximum uh, races allowed to claim. So Division One hasn't really come out to play yet. We will see uh, points probably swinging around, changing as the uh, season goes on for the northeast part of the country. You'll develop an ulcer. You keep looking at those points, my man. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna keep. They're gonna keep changing. Well, Joe, we know you are on a limited schedule today. You were joining us uh, from your vehicle, so we want you to get back in my on office, safe out there, Appreciate and we will it. see you at the next race. Where Where you're headed? We know you're not going to Division Six in Woodburn, Oregon, this weekend. But next weekend, there is a ton of things going on. Will you be in Hebron, Ohio, for um, no. for Jags All Stars okay, or not All Stars uh, Sports Nationals? Okay. No, it's an awesome race. Uh, it's like again, the two for one deal is really, really cool. And uh, I was there last year. It was a f- fun time, good atmosphere. But uh, I've never done well at Columbus. I've been there probably six times, 
And uh, every time I go, I, I either drive like an idiot or, you know, I can't figure the track out or weird stuff happens to my cars, you know, things that don't happen anywhere else ever. And uh, I, I guess I just can't, can't figure that track out. And every time I leave, I say, I'm never coming back. <laughs> I, I went back again last year and I drove away saying the same thing. So I'm going to stick my guns this year and uh, take that weekend off. But um, like I said, cool, cool track. Uh, you know, my dad won a national event there. You'd feel, you'd think I would have a, a little soft spot in my heart for the place, but uh, I, I've tried over the years. I just can't, I can't figure the place out. So I'm going to take this year off. <laughs> I get it. So I'll, I'll, I'll be at, uh, I think I'll be at New Media in uh, a few weeks. I don't know why I would miss that, but that's the next one. Hopefully I'll, uh, hopefully I'll be there. One of my, one of my favorite tracks. That was going to be my next question. What is your favorite track to race at? Mm, I like a lot of them, man. Uh, I love Norwalk, uh, fun place, uh, Epping, same thing. Uh, Bristol, I've done well there. I, I like the track. Uh, I don't know. I, I, there aren't too many places I don't like. I just haven't done well at Columbus, but all the rest of them, you know, I like them all, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all the ones you've definitely won at, which has been a lot of them. So we yeah, will look forward to seeing you at New Media, Joe. New Media Division One National Open, uh, and then we have a divisional right after that. So the two for one in one weekend. And then the weekend after that is the Class Racer Nationals, where you race for $5,000 uh, Saturday and then again on Sunday. So do you think it'd be at both both those weekends? We'll see. Do one one at a time here, man. We'll see. I know the class the class race uh, deal is pretty sweet. Kenny Mealy puts that on. He puts a lot of effort into it, and uh, cool cool deal. You know, a lot of money. Two two races in one weekend. Uh, it's a real cool deal. Hope to hope to be there. So what do you think, Bobby? How are you changing up your game? Did Joe help you at all? He said a couple things that I. Uh that I took in, but I know Joe, he, Joe wants to win and Joe can't, and he's a, he's a mysterious guy. He, uh, he's not going to give up anything too much, but I thought maybe we could trick him into saying a couple more things, but he's cold as ice. I think we got, I think we got close a couple of times, but it's going to have to beat him on our own. Or just avoid him till the final. One thing that I did want to, I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of time with Joe because he was, uh, he was gracious enough to join us from the road, but Joe can take like, he'll go 10 thirties all day in that B stock automatic Camaro we'll say. And then he'll go 10 one round win, or then I'll have a heads up. He'll go like 10 teens. And then the very next round he'll dial 10 50 again and go 10 50 on a 10 50. So what, what he's capable of is just amazing with that car. So is he, is he just like a machine himself and that, translates into uh, consistent input i think it comes he down to is, data like just knowing what the car is going to do how to make it do what you want it to do mm -hmm. like he obviously knows it really well well did he uh -huh. reference golf for a minute well he, he's a golfer yeah he's, which so which to me that tells me he's that, <laughs> in, yeah, into, that patience and absolutely. that uh, repetition that approach yeah. that repetition translates over into drag racing he is solid on the tree i mean he is teens or better every single time he goes down the track. Mm. I mean, you can tell if he has an opponent that doesn't look like they would be killer. He, mm -hmm. he can just be a 30 if he wants to be. So he, he's pretty automatic on the tree. He knows how to drive the stripe. You will rarely see 
you know, the front end of his car up in the air at the finish line. It is always grazing the, the ground. He, he has spots out there. He, he really knows his cars. And, you know, like I said, he's, he's solid on the tree hmm. and he can go back and forth. Like I said, he, he has the data. He must have the data. He can, he can go a 10 team. He can go 10 50 next round. He can win a heads up and then come back next round and dial the car in and it will run that number. So that's, he really knows, you know, the car well both cars well mm-hmm. when's your next race bobby i was supposed to um with all the racing going on the 15th to the 18th it was an association race double header for us at echo dragway but it was just canceled taken off the schedule for a big money bracket race so now my next race will be new media the division one national open followed by the uh divisional event both in one weekend so july 22nd to the 25th still trying to figure out what car i'm going to bring up there because i can't it's a little far and a rough tow i can't bring both cars up there so i'm not sure made you know changed my uh changed a couple things on the stalker and haven't had a chance to test uh so i don't know if i want to bring that car keep, that's keep where I'm and then we have an echo division all the weekend after that then i think there's another we we division one will have i think there's like four or five weekends in a row and we have that one weekend we have august 13th to the 15th off then there's the epping divisional which i won't be going to because i have to go to another week uh wedding that weekend and then i'm entertaining the u.s nationals going to indianapolis labor day weekend to run super stock and then hopefully the weekend after that i'm running the keystone nationals at maple grove so i have a lot coming up wow you do the wedding's done now you're ready to get cut loose and well good you are a, a married man so you have you, you have more responsibilities now bobby <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me thanks for listening to this episode of class racing today classracingtoday.com classracingtoday gmail.com if you have any questions or comments once again this episode brought to you by midwest midwest class racers July 17 and 18 at the Brainerd International Raceway. The 8th annual Paul Bunyan Classic by Line Performance is on. Check us out along on the social medias at Class Racer, Class Racing Today. Uh, also, don't forget Drag Insights, a sportsman's app that's coming soon. Uh, there's a survey they would love you to take. DragInsights.com slash racer survey. That's where you can go find that survey. And that will be wonderful. Thank you guys so much, Brian and Bobby. Have a great week. Again, welcome to the Marriage Club, Bobby. <laughs> See you guys later. Have a safe journey. See you next time. <laughs>